WPTF Radio, Raleigh, North Carolina. And I'm Reese Edwards. Hello, everybody. Atlantic Coast Conference Tournament Basketball is on the air. This is Wally Osley. This is Bill Jackson speaking. Hello, everybody. Welcome now to Sportsline. Gary Dornberg with you. I'm Tony Rixby, WPTF News. Hello, this is Charles Carroll, CBS News, on WPTF in Raleigh. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome back to Carolina Newsmakers. I'm Don Curtis. Hello, friends. This is Bill Friday. WPTF in Raleigh. I'm Rufus Adbiston on the Weekend Gardener. Now, here is your moderator, Tom Campbell. Thanks for watching this week's NC Spin. Now, here is Kay Kaiser. Hi, yo. Well, that's good. This is Art Devine. This is Robert St. John in the NBC Newsroom in New York. The Monitor Edition of News of the World. Debnam views the news. And now, here is Mr. Debnam. Good afternoon, everyone. Gertz Cooley, Sam Beard, and Jim Reed, and Carl Gertz. Thank you, Sam, and greetings to all of our listeners. This is Harry Presley, WPTF in Raleigh, North Carolina. Wayne Ed is standing by now with a check of the latest news. WPTF News presents Regional Report, a digest of late happenings throughout the area. This is Bill Ellis. This is Jimmy Capps. With a nocturne, we send as our best. This is Bill Hope. This is Warren Barfield with Kingdom Scott at the organ and a program of Familiar Carol. Good morning, this is Phil Franklin. And this is J.C. Knowles with the North Carolina Collection on WPTF. I'm Mike Blackman, WPTF News. This is Robert Hager, WPTF News. This is Bob Farrington. Good morning, everybody. Charlie Gaddy here with Ask Your Neighbor. Mario Dill here. Fess Parker, our guest this morning here at News Talk 680. Well, Jack Boston, that was a great introduction. Hey, everyone, great to have you with us. This is North Carolina's Morning News. I'm Brian Freeman on WPTF. Hello, I'm your friend Bart Rittner. Good afternoon. Welcome back to the Bob Butler Show. And this is Ned Champion reporting. And here is Carl Venters. WPTF is the voice that shares with its neighbors what it's like to be living the life of Raw. This is Charles Osgood wishing Mike Rayleigh and Ann Clapp congratulations on the anniversary of WPTF's Weekend Gardener Program. This is Donna Mason on 680 WPTF. And I'm Dick Stork in the WPTF Record Vault. Good morning to you. Johnny Hood on the Southern Farm Network. Well, howdy, everybody. I'm Hap Hanson. I'm Marlon Bowling reporting. I'm Ann Clapp. And this is a Tar Heel Gardener saying, keep them growing. Now, the WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus. We're still here along with Miss Pam Beck, sure enough, show from up. Uh, up in the Hurricanes, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> trying to build that fence. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it's chilly this morning. Is it? Goodness. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love uh, I love cool weather. Mm, I sure do. It's good to get a lot of things done, and one of the things I was going to encourage everybody to think about is get out there and get some manure. If you haven't done it already, get it on your roses and your clematis. Clematis are starting to bloom already. Yes, yes, it certainly is. My sister-in-law has a really pretty one up in the Winston-Salem area, and that's uh, just blooming up a storm. Rufus, is your evergreen clematis blooming or uh i'm waiting on it to come out okay 
Do you have any clematis other than that? I have sweet autumn clematis, so it won't. I've got it all over the place. <laughs> that's, that's something that that can put uh, Elaborey to shame. <laughs> it is, yes, prolific. Certainly, certainly doesn't. Uh, it's hard to kill, hard to get rid of. But uh, if you keep it on a fence, it's very, very lovely. But I think it just jumps around. It, it, it it's sort of like uh, that dreaded wisteria. Yeah. It, it, but I love it. Love the smell. It's just wonderful. Too. Yeah. If you could just keep it in place. Do you just have one variety of clematis, Pam? Oh goodness, Mike, you know me better. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, how many then? Little, yeah, yeah, many. Um, I have a lovely little small white one that a friend, uh, Brenda Holloman, Brenny Holloman, gave me years ago, and it was the first to bloom. And then I'll have purple jacamani, which will be coming a little bit later on. And I've got a few others out in the landscape. I've got some little bells um, and things like that. I've tried some of the shrub-type clematis, the Tony Avent cells, and um, haven't had as much luck with those. But um, the main thing about that sweet autumn clematis, and I do adore it. I'm like you, Rufus. I couldn't imagine my garden without it. I love the smell in the fall, and I love that frothy white bloom it has on it. Mm-hmm. Elizabeth Lawrence described it as looking like somebody had laid out their white lace Quaker um, tablecloth to dry on the floor. Mm-hmm. just that lovely when it's out there. Um, but uh, you do, this time of the year, if you see it coming up where you don't want it, uh, try to try to dig it out and get all the roots out of there, and, and it, you can control it that way if you've got the time and energy. So you've you've mentioned the manure on the on the roses. Uh, what are some of the other things that we need to give us a list of things that we can be doing in the garden? Oh, there's so much. Um, if you're gardening and you like to sow seed, uh, you know, next weekend will be the first weekend in May. That's the time to put out things like zinnia seeds. If you want some marigolds, um, it's a fun project to do with children. Or if you're a first-time gardener and you've never sown seed directly in the ground, these are two plants that you can put out in sunny locations in your yard, and they most certainly will come up for you. Just buy fresh seed from your uh, nursery or garden center. Uh, Make sure that it has a a good date on it because some seed, if you hold on to it too long, it'll dry out. It won't be as viable but these will pop up very quickly. You don't have to do a lot. Um, caladiums. Oh, this is the time of year after after uh, May 1st. The ground temperatures are going to warm up this week with our temperatures going into the 80s again. <laughs> I can't believe it. And 70s, it'll warm up the ground and caladium-like warm ground. Uh, this is the time of year to start teasing your house plants out, letting them acclimate in shady areas on your porches. I am going to wait about putting some of my more tender tropicals out until after maybe Monday night. Once the night temperatures are up in the 50s, I know that they'll be okay. So that would be a good time to do that. Um, Also shop. Oh, there's so many sales and things going on. Uh, Wonderful Things are going on at all the garden centers who are the sponsors for WPTF Weekend Gardener. And then there's lots of small independents who are out there having sales, too, like 
Garden Treasures that's over in uh, Windale area. They've got an open house this weekend for all the wild and wonderful things that they that they sell. Uh, Tony Avent's Garden will be open again uh, very soon, coming up for the spring open house weekends. A lot of sales. Uh, the azalea sale was just on. Uh, now, Phil was involved in that. Didn't she hold that at her place, the, the Wake County Gardeners? Yeah, the they they, yes. they certainly went through uh, a lot of lot of plants. Uh, I don't know if they sold everything they had, but they came mighty close. So they, that was, uh, I think, very the successful. Watson had had a sale for members. Um, I know the the uh, Carolina over at Carolina the U, the North Carolina Botanical Garden has a wonderful shop, and they sell native plants there. And so you can check that out. Um, there's so much going on this time of year for gardeners that it's hard to sit still. What about pruning plants? Uh, that, the the azaleas are well, starting to wrap wrap up, and what can we prune yeah, now, if, you, if anything? Yeah, you can. Anything that is, has bloomed this spring and is through blooming, if you have to do some cutting back, this is a time. Uh, for those of you with quince who want to cut it back or for Scythia, uh, azaleas, if you need to cut them back uh, after they bloom is a good time to do that. Just remember that summer pruning of anything helps reduce the size of it, whereas winter pruning oftentimes will stimulate growth. So if you are trying to get them to bounce right back, summer pruning won't do it. Um, but but uh, it will help if you need to take something down in size. This is a good time to think about that, especially since we should be past all frost and everything now, too. Speaking of which, uh, annuals, do you have some favorite annuals? I guess we can start planting those. Oh, absolutely. Uh, now is the time, depending on if you've got sun or shade and shade, you can start putting your, your impatience out. If you go to the garden centers and you get some of those, uh, they're, they're delightful uh, shade-loving plants. In, in sunnier areas, I had mentioned the growing the zinnias and, and marigolds from seed, but you can certainly buy them. And a lot of the tropicals, and it was sweet of Billy to mention that Moses in the Cradle. That's an old, old house plant that you don't see much anymore. It is in the Tradenscantia family. And uh, that is something that can sit outside, and then he can bring it inside in the, um, in the wintertime. But, yes, this is a gorgeous time of year to get those going and so much that you can put out herbs now you can get your basil out mm -hmm. uh, where you might have been holding off on on getting some of the tender things like french tarragon and basil and lemongrass you can definitely plant those out in your herb garden now and uh, rufus what uh, what are you thinking about doing here in the coming week in your garden Oh, I'm going to get those zinnias out because I think for you, that's the biggest bang for your buck of any plant I know other than the tall flocks, flocks which I'm, I'm, I'm just so enamored with with the tall flocks because it just you just keep cutting it back in the summertime and get a new growth, a new growth, two or three growths at a time. And uh, I, I'm a... I'm a a great fan of mixing begonias and impatience. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
So and, you, but but I have a a whole bunch of, of snaps that that I don't want to take up right now, and so it's going to be way into June before I can pull up my snaps. And uh, they've looked really good this year. And start putting in impatience and yeah. begonias. What about tomatoes? Are y'all going to start planting tomatoes next week? I am. I'm. I'm going to try it again in in a pot, lift it off of the ground. New <laughs> got to change the soil. Yeah, that put new soil in. Pam, are you going to start next week? Well, um, if I put something in a pot, I'm going to have. Oh, to that's right. You got to finish the fence. fence. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I got to get that deer fence done first. Okay. I'm I'm really limited on what I can put out. Um, until we get, until we keep those four-legged vermin out. <laughs> gotcha. All right. <laughs> More of the weekend gardener coming up here on WPTF. You're listening to the longest-running gardening show on the radio. It's the WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus. It's 1022 WPTF time, nine, uh, nine, uh, 860 is what I was trying to say. I've only been saying that uh, most of my life, I think. <laughs> Wild Birds Unlimited has a really neat contest for you uh, on Facebook, on the WPTF Facebook page. Uh, and by the way, don't, don't forget to feed the birds <laughs> this uh, year-round, not just during the winter. And friends at... Uh, Wildbirds Unlimited at Falls Center in Raleigh and Crescent Common Shopping Center in Cary are giving you a chance to win a no-mess seed cylinder feeder. Register to win by going to the WPTF Facebook page. Prize will be given away on Monday. You go to WPTF's Facebook page, and good luck to you on that no-mess seed cylinder feeder from your friends at Wildbirds Unlimited. Speaking of friends, the folks at Black Cow have been sponsors on this show for a long time. It's uh, been known forever, over 50 years, as the mature manure. The warmer planting season is upon us, especially next week. Uh, make sure you get your flower and vegetable gardens off to a great start with Black Cow. Prepare your plant beds for those annuals or for the tomatoes one and a half inch layer of black cow in the area and then mix it in the soil about six inches deep black cow is natural organic it contains nutrients that are released slowly without burning tender roots pick up the bright yellow bag and get growing for more details check out the website blackcow.com that's black cow k-o-w Dot com. 919-860-9783. Scott is in Johnston County. Scott, good morning. Good morning. Um, everybody's been calling in talking about how good some of the plants look. But two weeks ago around Easter when we had that frost, uh, it did a number on some of my plants. Like what? Uh, what what uh, well, got messed up? Well, what I was talking about was petalum. But I had some mm-hmm. pretty... Uh, blooms come out you know the fringe sure and it knocked it back uh these are probably about four years old it knocked them back it even took out <laughs> some of the growth wow from you know that i had late in uh summer and fall of last year hmm. i recognize that i'm gonna ask you can i expect uh 
another uh, regrowth any time this summer. So you want some more blooms? Is that what you're looking for? Or hoping for well, more blooms or just get some green yeah, growth? Exactly right now. Pam, uh, he's very yeah, pretty it'll, to it'll, very ugly. <laughs> so yeah, it'll flush. It, it'll flush out. Um, just give it a little time because Laura Pedlum can take severe pruning. There are people who who even shear them into shapes, like boxes and balls and stuff like that. But um, if you do see some dieback, and I've, uh, like you, Scott, I have hydrangeas that have a lot of dieback on them and some of my Daphnephylum and things like that. The frost worked so, on my hydrangea the, leaves, too. <laughs> oh, the hydrangeas look terrible, don't they? <laughs> they yes, really ma'am. are pitiful this year. But I'm going to just, I'm going to try to be patient and keep my pruners to myself on, on those, on the hydrangeas and my lower pedalum and the daphnephylum. I'm going to leave those alone and see what what nature does. Um, it should start flushing out those latent buds underneath, uh, and you don't want to stress the plant anymore. Right. Okay, I'll, I'll try to be patient, not uh, prune it's anything. It's hard, isn't it? <laughs> yes, ma'am. You kind of want to get out there and uh, work a little bit, but I'll try to be patient yeah. and wait for some newer growth yeah. uh, when it gets warmer, maybe. Uh, just one last yeah. thing, uh, people looking cotton meal. Uh, there there are some at Mule City Feeds and Benson, like you mentioned earlier. That's on Highway 301 South out of Benson. And then also you can get some at uh, Coors Farm Supply in Smithfield. I think they got the forty pound bag. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think Ann is uh, going down there many times to get that's to get stuff. Yeah. You get it also at Ronnie's Country Store in Four Oaks. They got the four pound bag. And for the okay. folks that are in the southeastern part, there's a Tiger Brand store or warehouse south of Elizabeth Town on Highway three hundred one seven hundred one North. So you can get the big the bags there. Bag. They got the forty-pound bag. Yeah. Oh, great. Okay. Yeah. Do you use cottonseed meal, Scott? Uh, I have before, but uh, I'm somebody just got to have something granular. I, uh-huh. try, I try to use a slow-release uh, Osmocote. Uh huh. Um, I prefer yeah. that myself. Yeah. Gotcha. By the way, have you ever heard of Laura Pendum called Chinese fringe plant, Scott? Yes, sir. I am. That's that's what I refer to it as. The, the Chinese fringe plant. Yeah, there are some beautiful varieties and some smaller, uh, a lot of dwarf plants now. Do you have a favorite, Pam, of Laura Pedlin? Oh, goodness. Um, it's, that's like asking me my favorite child. <laughs> <laughs> it's, um, it's, it's hard to say. I, I like them for different locations. Some have darker burgundy leaves and some have uh, different colored flowers. I'm still fond of the old green Laura Pedlum with white blooms on it. I think they're lovely. And remember, they're related to witch hazel, and that's um, the reason that those those blooms come out in the wintertime and they look so fringed and long and, and lanky. Uh, but it's a good plant. It's just oftentimes it's planted in the wrong location. Yeah, Irv, uh, very early on in The Weekend Gardener, I remember him distinctly saying, never plant and I've said it many times, too, never plant Laura Pedlum under a window at your house. Right. I guess you can with uh, something like Crimson Fire, but 
I don't know. You're taking a chance. It might we'll get big. We'll yeah. See. Scott, thank you, buddy. Yes, sir. Thank you. All right. You. Got a half hour left of the Weekend Gardener today. We'll be back. Let's get back to the WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus. We're back on WPTF, 919-860-9783, 919-860-WPTF. Mike Crayley here along with Ann Clapp and Rufus Edmonston. Sam, you got to watch me. Sam. Sam. <laughs> Sam, the spot was playing. We were getting ready to come back. I kind of have a sixth sense, but you got you to watch over me too. So Sam, Sam did. She says, we're coming back. You've got to talk. <laughs> Uh, Pam, you doing okay? You're holding up here in in uh, the last I am, hour. And and um, you were talking about earlier what's blooming. Uh, peonies are getting ready. Dad, I'm right. Um, Somebody yeah. at our grounds committee meeting at St. Michael's the other night, and we had an outdoor meeting. That was fun. Uh, she said that she had covered up her peonies because uh, she was anticipating the cold. But they're pretty hardy. They don't mind mind cold weather too much. No, and they are get, at my garden. They're getting ready to pop, but yeah. I've been seeing a lot of people around North Carolina on Facebook are already posting pictures. Mm. Oh, I've got plenty. You, all of yours are starting to bloom. Yeah, how about that? Mine. mine and for goodness' sakes, don't don't mess with the ants on them. I have people that get worried about. They say, "Well, I need those ants are all over it." I said, "Leave them alone if you want a pretty peony." Yeah, that's the best. They're way trying to, to help you open them up. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, poor ants. They, they get such a hard time. Don't they? <coughs> Joe is with us in Raleigh. Joe, good morning. Good morning. Um, I have a gardenia question. I have a, a big bush, um, five or six feet wide and tall. But it's, the leaves are black. They were black last summer. I, I noticed uh, the other day some white flies flying around it. And yep. Is there anything I need to do other than a strong water hose spray. Anything yeah. chemical or anything you need to put in the ground. It's such a big bush and so black. I'm, um, anyway, what do I do? Anybody want to address that? Well, I, I would treat it with a horticultural spray, oil spray. Oil spray. With what? the horticultural spray, can you give me an example of a product? There, uh, there. I mean, there's several. Volk is yeah. uh, is one, but there are several several horticultural sp- sprays that that you can find. It's it's fairly common. Pam, do you? What would you do? I know they're traps. I I I think the problem is, Joe. You mentioned that this plant was black last year, so it's not just black from the frost. No, I don't know. It, it was like that last summer. I'm- it's actually my it was like that last coming. summer. I think you've got. I think you've got a deeper problem. Um, if that if that plant was black last year, um, and then you've got white fly on it, it sounds like the entire plant is really stressed. Now we've had. Well, last year we had a lot of rain. Mm-hmm. We had an unusual amount for Raleigh for the past couple of years, 
and gardenias, is, even though they like moisture, they don't like to sit in a wet spot. Do you think that that plant may be dying from the base? Um, <clears throat> I don't know. I see some new growth coming, uh, you know, on the bush, but I don't think it got too is much. It, is it all over the bush or is it just in yeah. one place? Yeah, all over the bush. It's all over the bush. Okay. Right. Well, um, I'm bewildered why it was black last year and is still that color now. Um, are you seeing any of the old leaves dropping off? Because this is when a lot of evergreens start shedding. My, I notice some of my gardenias are, are dropping some older yellow leaves. They, they turn yellow and fall off. Are you seeing that? No, I haven't seen much of that. Not, nothing significant. Okay. And I've got other I would, in the yard that are that are doing okay. That look fine. Um, that, but that this, one doesn't. Um, yeah, I'm wondering if we've got a deeper problem. Can you take a cutting of that gardenia with some of that black leaf on it and put it put that black leaf uh, cutting, maybe a, a branch or something, in a Ziploc bag and take it to either a master gardener's office for ID or to a good garden center where they might have a horticulturalist on staff who can take a look at that and ID that problem for you because my my instincts are telling me there's something wrong with the plant. Are you, are are you thinking it's something other than uh, sooty mold, yes. fungus? Yes. Okay. Yes. I'm, I'm wondering if it isn't something at the root because white fly usually attack plants that are already stressed it's it's like when you get a cold because you're you're down and you're tired and you're just yeah. you know your resistance is low i'm wondering if that's not what's going on with that gardenia if the rest of them in the yard look good but that one's got problems there may be something deeper like a, a root rot or something yeah okay um I, I, last year it was black you know the during the summer, the leaves were black like that. But I didn't yeah, that physically sense. see yeah. the white flies until just recently. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, the sooty mold is a fungus, so that... Is, sooty, uh, yeah. is a sooty mold the same thing as white flies? Is that, or two no, white, no, white flies are, are an insect, and the sooty mold is, is a fungus. Okay. Which means it's like systemic or something down in the underground mm-hmm. that... Aphids quite often cause the uh, bring on the the honeydew, and uh, yeah. then it gets the fungus in it and turns black, eventually. Uh, and it doesn't but I, it doesn't I, usually kill, really but certainly the root problem would. Yeah, I would have it. I would have the problem ID'd, and then you know what to treat because you know we don't want to recommend that you spray it with something when that's not going to help you right. at all. So you living on the river now, Joe? Uh, well, I'm from the river, but I'm living here in Raleigh now. But oh, I'm gotcha. Yeah. yeah, so you're, it, it's down uh, Little Washington Way? Right, exactly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Oh, beautiful. That's God's country down sure there. Sure is pretty, uh, yeah. I know they've got extension agents down that way who could help you. Oh, okay. All right. That's what I'll do. All right. Thanks for your help. Thanks, Joe. Good luck, hon. Bye. All right. Uh, Mary is in Cary. <laughs> Mary Cary. Yeah. Hey, Mary. Hi. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, I'm sure I've missed this question before, but I'm looking out at my daffodils, and, of course, they're done. Uh, what is I've heard so many different things on uh, what you do. Uh, I see uh, people uh, putting a rubber band or t- bending them over. Some people have cut them off, and, and I just want to know what is the – I have both the tall ones as well as the little mini short ones. So I wondered what is the best thing to do for them for next year. Leave them alone. Okay. <laughs> some, people, some people really like that neat and pretty. Pam, do you do that? Oh, heck no. no, no, no. <laughs> I don't have time I'm not for that. My daft. I let them die back on their own. I tell you, the best thing you can do is plant them with other things around them that are going to come up and be tall and so that as they are dying back, the foliage is hidden. I have a lot of mine in and among daylilies. Okay. And mm-hmm. so as the daylilies come up, um, then they'll hide that daffodil foliage and it can die back and it won't be unsightly. Okay. But please don't please don't make ponytails out of them and braid their leaves yeah, and I, all that kind of thing. I didn't think that was the right <laughs> thing to do. Now should I cut the no. dead flowers off though? Uh-huh. Well they you know, they yes. need to to, yes. to get out I know they can be unsightly, but they need as much sunlight is is possible oh, okay. so they can right, well, store up some leave, food i'll just leave them alone then <laughs> that's, yeah. that's, that's yeah, a good thing but, to do. but do pick off the old flower the old spent flower heads because you do not want that energy to go into seed production you want it to go back down into the bulb for next year yeah oh, okay so let, cut off the old flowers yeah, but not the foliage yet. Not the foliage. Okay. Yeah. Not the foliage. Okay. Now, I know um, uh, Irv Evans used to say to, you know, be careful where you plant daffodils. Just like Pam said, you don't, you don't want all of that dead material sitting around, uh, being so predominant in like in your front yard. You don't right. want eyes to go to that. You want to blend them in uh-huh. to to your landscape and to natural areas. Okay, that sounds great. I thank you so much, and I love your show. You. Uh, provide a lot of wonderful information for all of us that are trying to garden. <laughs> well, thank you, Mary. You have a wonderful day. Thank you so much. Yes, ma'am. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's see. Bobby is here. Good morning, Bobby. Morning. How you doing, buddy? Oh, doing fine. This may be an old wise tale, but uh, I had a yard full of wild onions. I tried to dig them up. Of course, there's a minute you couldn't do that. Somebody called me and said, Bobby, if you'll mow your grass on the 29th of March, you won't have no more wild onions. <laughs> I didn't believe it, but I did it. And for three years now, I have had no wild onions. My neighbors across the road, my neighbors beside me, their yard is full, and I've told them about it, but they forget to mow it on that day. Oh, my goodness. have no wild onions. So... Rufus, uh, you have an assignment oh, for man. next year. I want you to make sure that uh, that you have the uh, have your workers 
cut the grass on March 29th. March 29th, because yeah. I don't have it. The only place I got wilding is in the corners where I couldn't get with a lawnmower. Now, Pam, surely at the Hurricanes, you've heard that before. No, but I tell you what, maybe it, it's worth trying, you know. Why not? <laughs> Anything's worth it. Well, yeah, I'm going to have to go out there and my best. So, just oh. try and see. March 29th. All right, well, we missed it this year, but maybe next year. Next year. Thanks a lot. Thank you, Bobby. Good. I appreciate Thank that. You. Enjoy this. Enjoy your program. <laughs> Thanks. How about that? Well, that beats all I've ever heard. I like that. March 29th. Yeah. Save a lot of time, wouldn't it? A lot of expense. March 29th. Somebody's going to ask. I'm going to get... I'm going to get emails next week. What was that date again? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> March 29th. All right, 919-860-9783. Squirrels. We've talked about squirrels this morning uh, being a nuisance in the garden, and they can be. They eat flower buds. They dig up plants. They chew on decks and outdoor furniture, and they can really be annoying. But you can put a stop to squirrel damage to some extent with I Must Garden Squirrel Repellent. I Must Garden Squirrel Repellent is a safe and effective way to keep squirrels from digging and chewing. It uh, contains botanical oils and natural ingredients that squirrels just don't like. Available in liquid and granular, I Must Garden Squirrel Repellent is effective and easy to use, and it works without the use of harmful toxins chemicals and such so you can spray imos garden squirrel repellent directly on buds and flowers or sprinkle the imos garden granular repellent directly into the soil of your flower pots to uh, prevent digging i think maybe scott was the one that said he likes the granular materials imos garden repellents are sold all over the triangle Look for I Must Garden Squirrel Repellent at your favorite garden center or hardware store, such as For Garden's Sake in Durham and Country Farm and Home in Pittsburgh. And while you're there, be sure to check out the other I Must Garden natural repellents for deer, rabbits, moles, voles, squirrels, dogs, cats, and more. Protect your garden today with natural pest protection from I Must Garden Repellent. Earth-friendly, people- and pet-friendly, and made right here in the Triangle. I must garden. Or the Weekend Gardener, coming up. You're listening to one of the longest-running radio shows in the country, the WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus. Okay, just a few minutes left. Pam Beck is also with us. Uh, you know, I'm I just hearing a spot from J.E. Wumble and Burks this morning. Uh, so We're so honored to have these um, tried and true businesses uh, so we have some great sponsors and uh, burke brothers has been around since 1936 mm-hmm. in raleigh and uh, j.e and sons uh, in lillington has uh, been there since 1946 so uh, that's uh, that's really incredible so we're really honored to, to have all of our sponsors and uh, especially those that have been around so long, the the ones that have uh, have really proven themselves, um, a lot of staying power there with Burke Brothers and uh, J. E. Wumble. Doug is with us in Raleigh. Doug, good morning. Hey, good morning. Got a quick question. Uh, are deer as fond of tall flocks as they are of creepy flocks? 
The gentleman from Watauga County has the The gentleman floor. from Watauga County will tell you that, yes, they are very fond of them. All right. Hey, that's not good news. All right. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> Pam, is that another reason you're building a fence is because of tall flocks? Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, yes. They, they do love flocks. And who doesn't? They're fragrant. They're sweet. They're wonderful. Butterflies are drawn to them. Hummingbirds will feed off of them. Yeah, yeah, they'll eat them. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I'll have to spray them, too. Okay. Thank you very much. Doug, have a great, great weekend, my friend. Hey, good. Hey, Rufus, are they having the Jimmy V this year? Uh, we are not going to have it again because we, we want to make it right, Doug, and okay. it, it, it's just not, not enough planning time for it. But All hang right. in there with us now. All right. I'll have to pull out our picture from two years ago. All right. Okay. You know, his, uh, one of the great sports broadcasters, uh, Jimmy V's younger brother, uh, Bob Valvano, uh, said on Facebook that he has uh, leukemia. But he said that it's, uh, it was caught at a good time and then he has a good prognosis. And he apparently has a, a doctor who was trained at Duke by the, the same doctor who, who uh, treated uh, Jimmy V. So our our uh, best for a speedy recovery to to Bob Valvano, one of my favorite ESPN sports announcers. He's really good in University of Louisville. I think he does a lot of work with them too. Nine one nine eight six zero nine seven eight three. We're running out of time. Gail is with us though in Raleigh. Hey, Gail. Hi there. I wanted to ask a question about my blue black salvia. Uh, it's a beautiful bush. It's grown and bloomed beautifully for like two years. This year it seems a little slow. Uh, do I need mm-hmm. to give it more time? or? Yeah, just uh, just give it more time, Gail. I noticed that about mine, too. Um, they are not breaking dormancy at all right now, and it's been such a cold snap here or there. But I've got a feeling with those 80s that are coming in this week and those 50 and 60-degree night temperatures, and oftentimes it's the soil temperature that will drive, um, you know, the growth. But they'll come up fast. It's a good perennial. It's, um, it's another favorite of hummingbirds, and I'm glad you're growing it. It's a wonderful plant. It is. It's beautiful. You know, I had some, like, I call them wild shoots. And so I started digging, and I took up quite a, a clump of tubers. And so I put them in a separate pot. Now, I hope those what's left will multiply, and I will have more of the tubers. Or It, it put... should. Um, and, again, I, in the pot, the pot may be a little bit cooler even than the ground temperature. Things that are in pots mm. were at more risk when we had mm-hmm. our late frost. But um, okay. that salvia is tough as nails. It should come back okay. for you. Just good. Yeah, hopefully by next by next month this time you'll it'll be up and blooming. Okay, thank you so much. Appreciate it. Have a good day. I hope you have a wonderful day, Gail. Thank you mm-hmm. so much. Bye bye. So, Pam, are you are you going to work on the fence again today, or what do you no, have planned? I'm telling you what I'm going to do. You know, they say you can't buy happiness. Yeah. But you can buy plants, and that's almost the same thing. You <laughs> <laughs> sure can. <laughs> I had never owned uh, until last weekend. I bought a banana shrub, a big old oh. banana shrub. Uh, ooh, and which one? Which one did you get? I, 
I'm afraid I don't remember the name of it. It's a newer variety that the edges are edges are a little the flower edges are a little maroony. Yes, it may be Stella Ruby. Stella Ruby, that's it. That's it. It's going to be thrilled. It is a new release from Pat McCracken. He's a man who lives down in Zebulon. He's a great plant breeder, and he's the one who owns Garden Treasures. But that's one of his plants that he discovered and released, and it's going to be a fabulous plant. It grows in sun or shade. It's going to be fragrant. You're going to love that, Mike. Now, I, it, somebody said that they smell like juicy fruit gum, but it, it really does, like Rufus said, smell like, Banana puddings. Yes, my, sir. Mine smells like banana yeah. pudding. <clears throat> it does to me, too. Yeah, yeah, me, too. And I think uh, that's a, another plant that uh, in the, the late evening uh, will smell even better. Mm-hmm. Yes. And they apparently and bloom I so. Oh, I love to plant it near where you're going to sit out on a porch, and then you can really enjoy it. That's a good way to do it. Yeah. Well, I'll do that. I'll plant it in the backyard. Well, what what space I have for the backyard now. I've I got so many plants as uh, we all do who are affiliated with this show. But yeah. All right. Um more well I we'll have more of the weekend gardener next week. How's that? Pam <laughs> God go. love you. Thank you so much for Thank being with you. us. We it's a, always a thrill. And uh Miss Ann, Brother Rufus yeah, you know how we feel about y'all gardening. Yeah. Thanks to all of our friends out in Radio Land. Yes, yes. sir. Yes. Uh, God love you. We'll see you next week on the WPTF Weekend Gardener. Our thanks to Sam, our producer, too. Have a great day. <laughs>